Sarah, an account manager here at 21 Handshake. My name is Alex. I'm in charge of visual content. And I'm Ashley, another account manager here. So this week we wanted to talk about our experience in blogging <laughs> or just creating new content for your mm -hmm. website. How do you promote your blog is a question I want to ask you. So think about that for a moment. What do you do after you spent all the time creating your content, you really t answered questions that your target audience is asking, you answered their pain points, you made a great post, then you hit published and you just watched the numbers rise as people just interacted with your content in Reddit. Well, in reality, that usually isn't the case. <laughs> it takes a lot of time to um, not only create the great content, but it takes a lot of time to then promote that content. So I know it's a lot of work to not only please your target audience and Google, which are both um, things that you need to be aware of when creating a blog, but what are the musts when it comes to successfully promoting your blog? Because that's how you're going to get people back to your blog to actually read it. You just can't rely on just putting it out there and the users will flock to it. <laughs> so on this episode, we have some tips for you to explore. Yes, it is work, but with patience, and I want to really emphasize that, patience, you will see blog growth. Because blogging is a little bit of more of a longer form game mm -hmm. of marketing. Um, you know, whereas we like to think of social as kind of your really quick, like, turnaround, you run a campaign on social and you get lots of traffic. With blogging, you really, it does take a little bit more time to see a lot of attention and growth to it, but it's not impossible. So, but at first, I think we need to even dig into why a blog is important to your website. Um, and Alex, what are some key reasons that we around the table here and really 21 Handshake believe that why blogging is important? Sure. Well, let me run a few stats by you guys. Um, so according to tech clients that um, you have a 434% higher chance of being ranked on search engines if you feature as a, a blog as part of your website. Holy cow, that's a really huge percentage. And we'll link these stats mm -hmm. in, the, in the show notes to dig into. Absolutely. Um, and businesses that use blogs as part of their marketing content mix get 67% more leads than those who do not. And that's according to HubSpot, so that's a very reliable source. Oh yeah, definitely. That's um, amazing. So blogging is still, like it's still the go-to um, for like really in-depth material. Like you were saying before, um, social is kind of like your quick hit stuff, kind of stay top of mind. Um, but if you're really looking for like deep, probably more like intellectual content, um, things that really walk you through step by step on something, or you really want to get ingrained in something, like it's still blog. Right. Um, and that's, so some more uh, fascinating statistics is that, um, yes, video is obviously still engaging, um, but when it comes to like getting into that nitty, nitty gritty on long form content, and that's considered 2,000 words or more. Um, <laughs> it's a hefty post. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, blogging still performs the best. Um, and according to Google, up to 10% of users' daily information needs involve learning about a broad topic, and then that is usually fed by blogs. Yeah, like what is marketing? What is, you know, how do I change the oil in my car? <laughs> right. Any of those kind of broad topics. Yeah, and so lastly, it's the, your blog is your opportunity to kind of like put your voice out there. Um, your, your website, you know, it's gonna have those like quick snippets about like who you are, what you do, et cetera, that kind right. of stuff. But your blog is really the opportunity for you to kind of like is it, develop that voice. Like simply right. put it, you know, people kind of 
get familiar with how you write, what you write about, that kind of thing. Well, I think um, it comes down to trust too. Exactly, and then that people trust that. Yeah, people trust that, and actually, didn't we read that blogs are the fifth most trusted source for accurate online information? So, and we all know when you create trust, it just you know it goes a long way. It goes a very long mm-hmm. way. You become kind of that trusted source of information. Not only do your users love that. Also, Google loves that. (laughs) And I know we keep mentioning, well, you got to please kind of Google. You got to please Google. Um, I think another huge reason um, to blog, Alex, as well, is you are constantly then providing Google with fresh information. And when you can do that, then it kind of shows kind of those bots that are scanning your website. And this is getting a little technical here. But um, so Google has all these bots that are constantly scanning and learning and, um, you know, like, oh, how, how do we provide the best information on who is survey or who is uh, supplying lumber in this XYZ city? So they go out and they scan all this information across every website in the world. And the more information that you have to become the source of that information, that makes you move up higher in the ranking. And that's and Google, a very simplistic way of saying yeah. that's how it works. So when you're supplying it with fresh content, they're just more like putting that into their database. Oh, they can answer that question if mm-hmm. they're located in Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And so, I mean, at the end of the day, creating content for a blog is very much twofold. Like you are absolutely creating content um, to please your, your prospects, your clients, yes. your potential viewers, but also very much for Google. Yes. Yeah. So as you can see, we we do love the blogging content here and we love um, fresh content. And I think that we can all agree here that it is an essential part of um, your content distribution and part of your marketing. And um, we did talk a little bit more about why we still believe content is king to your marketing and definitely check out episode five where Ashley and I discussed that a little bit more. So say you've done the work, you said, I'm in, I want to blog, you've talked to sales and you've got the most asked questions from your target audience, see episode 26 if, <laughs> episode 26, if you want to see how you collaborate with sales mm-hmm. to get those questions that you should be answering on your blog about your product or service. So then you created the perfect post, you worked with a writer, then what happens next? You hit publish. What are the absolute must to Ashley that you need to do to then promote that blog? Right. So written content is great, but if you don't like optimize it for social media or like the digital world, it might fall flat. Yeah. Even if it's the best written piece exactly. you've ever done. Yeah, you can create it and put it out there, but kind of got to bring people to it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I guess these five tips would be uh, things to think about okay. um, after, or yeah. even. Like your top ones. Yes. So number one is going to be visual. And we've talked time and time again about having a visual aspect on almost every post, how far that goes um, and how, you know, it's like thumb stopping content, I guess. Right. Um, So make sure that you have a graphic uh, included in... um, for like the featured image. Um, And that can usually have like the title of the blog on the graphic as well. Well, right, because that image is being ranked in Google as well. They are reading your images and how you're labeling them. So please do not just upload image 0888. Please, like you said, yes. use the title of the blog at least. Yeah. And I think another very important part of that that will really set you apart in terms of that is 
adding a graphic that's relative to the topic. Yes. Um, not just like, I mean, you can pull from stock, but be careful about it. You don't want it to be too generic. Right. Um, so just keep that in mind. Right. We'll say like, um, as you said too, it's a good visual. Mm -hmm. So say you have a great post about cabinets and you're talking about um, this style of cabinet, a flat panel versus mm -hmm. a different style of mm -hmm. non-flat panel cabinet, say. Well, if you had a picture of both of those, you know, not only now is Google searching that and they have both images mm -hmm. here, but also that creates a good user experience yeah. to kind mm -hmm. of confirm your points that you're talking about gives them a yeah. visual. Yeah. I think this is a, a personal thing to um, in talking about the stock stuff. Yeah. Be careful about what kind of pictures you use because people can like really smell out stock. Yeah. And, like right. if it looks stock, people are I think then going to think the content is kind of stock. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think that's more in reference to like pictures of people. Right. Like so I'm thinking of like the you know the very right. obviously staged photos of yes. people like in an office shaking hands yeah. or like mm -hmm. whatever stuff like that. Not it's not going to be so much more obvious for like cabinets and stuff like that. Right. But, you know this. The pictures that just look stock, everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. The Brian. cheesy smile. Yeah. It's, maybe that it's person obvious. even isn't yeah. like look like maybe someone from your area. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but like when it comes down to a product, maybe you're talking about a specific welding technique. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a picture from your own company using that welding technique, please, by all means, go get a stock photo because... Yeah. People can smell, if you put something wrong on there, mm -hmm. you know, they can smell that from a mile away and you're going to get a bunch of negative backlash on the other exactly. hand. Exactly. <laughs> so, visual is super important. Be careful. <laughs> um, our second tip is going to be optimization. And so we've kind of already talked about this and I don't want to get too technical, but you really want to optimize that blog post. So. Whatever platform you're using, there there will be um, options for you to optimize. Yeah, and usually we that, loved Yoast SEO. Yep, our all-in-one SEO mm -hmm. is another popular one, both for WordPress. Mm -hmm. And big factors to think about is the title. So the way that and I think yeah. about this is, so if I was searching, um, if I was searching this question and looking for an answer. Like, how would I type that into Google? Yeah. And then taking those. Uh, like keywords and then including that in the title. So right. like a keyword might be, let's go back to our cabinet yeah. reference. You want to rank for an inset cabinet or yeah. flat panel cabinet door. Yeah. So if I was going to type that into Google looking for an answer, um, that would pop up higher just because right. those keywords are in the title. So everything you want to know about flat panel cabinet mm -hmm. doors. That whole expression is now in the title. Mm -hmm. And then same thing, uh, like same method for the meta description, which if you look at a Google search, you know, you see the title and then under is right. a little blurb. So same thing. You want to incorporate those keywords um, to, to help tell Google that you are answering that question. Well, and for user experience yeah. because users often will use that as their way to kind of judge if they want to read that post exactly. or not. If, is, this, is this going to answer my is question it right or not? Right? Yep. Um, and other things like uh, t like tags or um, uh, your URL, there are a lot of different factors. I would say those are maybe the most important yeah. ones. And if you only had a few seconds to really focus on. And sprinkle your um, keyword into the post naturally. Yes. It's not so much that you need to use maybe the exact wording anymore. Google kind of understands what you're talking about. But yeah. as long as you're sprinkling in like kitchen design, 
cabinet doors. Yes. You know, talking about, you know, those kind of different wording that mm -hmm. all have to do is kind of maybe with your, like, you know, what your post is yeah. about. Yeah. Nope, exactly. And so I guess the next one would be social media. So you've hit publish um, and maybe it's like automated to go out via email. We'll talk about that later, but you really want to amplify that. Um, so I, and I'm talking about, I guess, like my process too when yeah. we do blogs. So uh, the second I hit publish, it's got, it's optimized, it's got yep. its nice photo. Um, I immediately take that link and schedule it to go out on all of the different platforms. Yeah. Um, Social proof, you want to send it out. Yeah. And, and it's just like a great easy way to amplify that and get more yeah. attention on it. Um, so like without a doubt, every single time, I think it should go out on oh, social yeah. media. Um, and, and you can kind of play around with that too. Like, do you want to put some money to behind it to, to really target it yeah. at a certain audience? Um, you know, you, you can, and be careful too, you wanna like create an engaging, um, caption, yeah. uh, engaging social media uh, copy. Um, I try to do this with uh, like asking a question yeah. or um, doing like a comparison. Um, yeah. There's, we have some great examples. Right, um, so yeah, going back to our cabinet example, you mm -hmm. might put in, instead of it just pulling um, the link and the, you know, kind of image over, you might put like, would you put these type of cabinets in your kitchen? Right. Read our post to find out all about this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, and then that can be really fun too. Yeah. Fun and creative. <laughs> um, next, like I mentioned, email. Without a doubt, it should be going out to your marketing list. Oh, and you yeah. can accumulate these lists in a hundred different ways. Um, honestly, that could be its own uh, podcast yeah, episode. Maybe yeah, yeah, we should tuned. dive into some <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, so... Uh, for us, we have this uh, automated um, through the back end of our blog. So every time we hit publish, uh, it goes out the next morning. Right, we have um, it set our... up through MailChimp. Yep. It's easy to do that. Those integrations are really easy. It doesn't yeah. take you know an IT person to figure it yeah. out. Um, so yeah, definitely think about that because it's kind of a no-brainer way to get it out to the people who, who care about your business. Who read that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then finally, just like, keep engaging with those posts. So uh, anytime someone comments, make sure you're commenting back. Um, maybe even interact with some influencers. Yeah. If they share your article, make sure to thank yeah. them. Um, and I think like another, like if you wanna get technical, watch the metrics. Um, if you find that maybe this post isn't doing as great as your others, adjust some things. Maybe yeah. change out the graphic, um, get more detailed in your targeting. Yeah. Um, you can even adjust the caption, uh, the copy. So I just say, don't change your URL. Would be yes. the only thing yes. to change, unless yep. you're going to then do a redirect and all that stuff. But um, yeah, anything is game to change in the email. Do not change the URL. <laughs> exactly. So are in the blog. So so those are like the f like top five things we consider every time we do a blog post. It does kind of sound maybe a little intimidating. Right. Um, time consuming, but once you've kind of like mastered that process, yeah. it's a no brainer. <laughs> yeah, and then I think, um, you know, that ongoing actually really made me um, recall a um, item. I think it had been on SlideShare, maybe that Isaac, our agency owner, um, you remember him? He was on a couple <laughs> episodes, uh, episode three and 24. Um, so he had shared with us how Gary Vee, this popular um, marketing influencer speaker, um, how his team takes one piece of content 
and then makes it into 30 pieces. Yeah. And I think that could be said too. I mean, maybe you can't get 30 pieces of new content out of one blog piece, but you can definitely take some ideas there and mm -hmm. um, do some crossovers. So what were some of those ideas, Alex, that might work kind of with your blog? Yeah, so he calls it his like content pyramid and it starts, the, the base is like your, your pillar content. So it's like, it's your blog, maybe you have a vlog, maybe you do like yeah. Q and A, something like that. That's like your pillar content, your long form, um, where you're packing in a lot of different information. Um, but then what you can do is essentially take uh, that, that pillar content, chop it up into small bits, um, and distribute, you know, make things like uh, like smaller articles out of a longer blog post. Like if you, you know your welding example, yeah. Um, like like write a separate blog post about like very specifically that like special welding mm -hmm. technique, right? And know? then link it back. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like articles, memes, images, quotes, stories, mashups, remixes, rants, gifs, like right. all these things that you can pull out of like your pillar content. Um, and then all of those are distributed on different platforms as well, like your audio stuff. Um, you're gonna go put on um, Anchor, Podcast, uh, mm -hmm. Google Play, um, right. Amazon Echo, like all the Alexa right. platforms, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Um, but then you can still like cross promote that on you know your like Twitter and Instagram yeah. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So he his example is like is like the big like a huge spider web of like connecting like yeah. all these different pieces of content in the micro like you don't have to start with that of course right yeah well link this slide the, definitely so you can kind yeah. of see how you can gain ideas yeah the slide share though does a really nice job of walking you through it step by step but like boiling it down like the the idea being that you essentially take your long form pillar piece of content and you can create smaller pieces of content out of that. Yeah, so say there was one point in maybe the welding article or blog that we're kind of using as an example here, like um, there was one section about, you know, maybe white colored welds are bad. Okay, you run out to the shop and, you know, you talk to such and such welding guy and he tells a little bit about, um, you know, you grab your camera, videotape him talking about why that's bad. Okay, throw that up on social media but then you link back maybe to the longer form on your website. Like, hey, Joe's here talking about why colored welds are bad. Make sure to read this article as well. We have some more information about it. Exactly, exactly. So just some good ways to mm -hmm. kind of, um, you know, make that one piece go further. And it prolongs the life of that piece of content exactly. too. So you put in all this effort and to pick the topic yeah. and optimize it and you want it to be successful and, and you post it and you maybe watch it for a couple days yeah. and you're like, Okay, like move on to yeah. the next, but it really does. It helps prolong the life set and and get for all, mm -hmm. all it's worth. And actually, I think prolonging the life. I think we can give a few tips <laughs> just talking about that. What are some tips from our own experience that we've even seen? Yeah. So, like Sarah said at the beginning, blogging is definitely like the long game, right. it, uh, especially when we begin to talk about SEO and all that kind of stuff. So, patience is key, oh, um, yeah. and and really committing to that. I think the results are definitely worth it. Yeah, and definitely, I always um, like to think of it as. And just something I've noticed, not only with our own 21 Handshake blog, but with clients' blogs, mm -hmm. a lot of the older posts are now getting thousands of visits a month. Mm -hmm. That took a while. That didn't yeah. happen overnight. And hey, if it happens overnight for you, awesome. Right. But um, it's more like this happened over time where suddenly now like it's be you know, it got ranked mm -hmm. and it's history. 
people visited, so then it moved up, it signified to Google, hey, this is an important piece of content, it's answering people's questions. Yeah. And then it just kind of, so it's a longer game, um, but it's worth it. And another factor of that that's been really beneficial for us is filling a niche. Yeah. We, you know, we've worked with a variety of clients for a long time, um, and over the years we've really found that like our specific niche relies in that building industry, and that we provide the most value that way, and so kind of like gearing our our um, content towards that right. has really helped with yeah. our, our blog. So Become the expert in your specific yeah. area, your specific topic, mm-hmm. and then provide your expertise. And then it goes back to what we talked about at the mm-hmm. beginning, then you become the trusted source. Right. And I think another big part of that too is finding the right topic. And, and we've kind of already talked about this, especially, you know, frequently asked questions, talk to your sales team, like what are customers wondering? Like how can we, how can we answer those questions um, online? So. Yeah. So all of those things, think of blogging as long game, finding the right topic, fill a niche, um, all important when it comes to getting new content out there and then promoting it. So now the ball is in your court, listeners. What tips are you excited about using from today's episode to take your blog content to the next level? We would love to know what you're planning to use. Connect with us on social media at 21 Handshake and let us know. Did you love this podcast? Yes, yes you did. (laughs) Then please leave us a five-star rating on whatever platform you are listening on and share it with a friend. Until next time.